Hello everyone and welcome to the Chorus Project podcast. I'm Tom, I'm Artistic Director of Upstart Theatre in London, England, and over the next 18 months I'll be hosting this podcast as we talk to artists, activists, changemakers and citizens across Europe. We're making this podcast as part of the Chorus Project, an international theatre project about democracy and justice, which is taking place in Germany, Austria, the Republic of North Macedonia and the United Kingdom in 2019 and 2020. It's a collaboration between Patos Theater in Munich, Theater and Lend in Graz, the Mukatzer Youth Cultural Center in Skopje and Upstart Theater in London and Birmingham. And it's part funded by the Creative Europe Programme of the European Union. So what are we doing? Well, we're teaming up to make four new pieces of theatre inspired by the Oresteia, the only surviving trilogy of tragedies from ancient Athens. These plays are among the foundation stones of European drama, and they tell a story about the birth of democracy out of the ashes of a world driven by violent revenge. Written in the year 458 BC, as Athens emerged from a period of bloody political violence, the Oresteia still feels incredibly resonant to us in 2019. At a time when European democracy once again appears to be under massive threat, we want to use theatre to ask what does democracy mean to all of us in Europe today? We're working with a citizen chorus and professional performers in all four countries to answer that question, and you'll be able to see the new shows that we'll be making at a theatre near you very soon. Meanwhile, at the same time as making these new theatre works, we're also making this podcast to share what we're learning while we're making the chorus project. So to start us off, we'll be sharing conversations with some of the artists who are involved in the project. And then later on, we'll be speaking with people at the sharp end of democracy and justice in Europe today. For our first episode, I sat down with two of the directing team from Patos Theater in Munich, uh, Angelica Fink and Katja Kettner. We got together back in April 2019 at Shoreditch Town Hall in East London. And we talked about how we got the Chorus Project started, about what it's like to read the three surviving plays of the Oresteia in four languages at the same time, and about what democracy means to us, both in the political context and in our work as artists. Uh, so here we go with Angelica and Katya, and I uh, hope you enjoy the interview. To start us off, um, Katya, Angelica, thank you so much for talking to us. Um, Angelica. Thank you for inviting us. It's a pleasure to have you here. I was, um, I was walking in this morning and thinking how great it is to have everybody here in London with us. And it, it feels so exciting because it's been such a long journey for all three of us to get to the, to get the project to this point. Um, would you like to maybe start, both of you, by telling us a little bit about how you came to be involved in the Chorus Project and how it all came about? So we, we worked uh, together in, in a, a project that is called Phone Home. It was in, in the program um, EU Creative Europe. And <clears throat> there was the strong impulse that, um, to work together because I think um, that artistic work is also uh, connected to personal relationship or that is how I understand it. And so we, we had, together, I, I think we had the impulse to, to continue the work. And then we, um, we thought, okay, 
coming from this experience of the project from home, what would we like to do? And we, we said that we want to work with a strong um, text and a strong, also a strong political and cultural text. And then I think it was you that suggested to, uh, to, to work on the Oresteia. That's one of the oldest and important theatrical texts. Because we had the we had the um, uh, the idea to 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 um, to work with a text that has three parts, so that we can work individually, artistically, individually, and connected together. In Caccio, the next stage really for us, just in the in the life cycle of it, was was putting together you know funding applications and and all of the sort of logistical producing side of it. But of course, your role on this project. Uh, is different to the one you did on Fine Home. So you were sort of overseeing all the production, what, what in the English-speaking world we'd call the production side. And then um, on this project, you're working more as a dramaturg and on the creative element. Uh, not to say that production can't, of course, be creative as well. But for you, what, what are the, why did you want to make that change? And how has your relationship with the Chorus Project changed uh, since we started work together? I think there's one of the difference bet differences between um, UK and Germany, possibly, because most of the German producers are um, produced in an artistic way. They mostly studied philosophy or theater or dance or literature, something like that. That means if we do an application, then we do it content-wise. Mm. We do it as an artistic text. And I'm, I mean, my profession is uh, drama, to be a dramaturg. I'm writing my own pieces. And it was very close in a way to say, okay, now I'm shifting um, in that um, process because we did this um, application together and it is something we talked about content. And it's an artistic impact that we say, okay, okay, we go to this 100 pages, we will survive in this application process and then to continue to work artistically. Um, do you guys want to tell us a little bit about how the, the first part is shaping together in, in Munich and in Germany? Like, what's the, what's the current situation with the Chorus Project? Um, so it is in, of course, in an artistic development, but what we know at the moment is that we want to have the chorus of elderly people that bring in their experience in kind of um, storytelling. So what means democracy to them in this context of having a whole life uh, past? Uh, uh, and we have uh, young people, um, a group of young people that interviews that that interviews elderly people. And with this material, we go into um, a kind of uh, a video frame for uh, for the for the first part. So yes, and we all said in this application we are so interested to find a platform for non-heard voices, like. The elder generation sometimes feels not heard, or the very young ones, they, they are not allowed to elect, for instance. Um, and we also said in the text, 
There's also these non-written, non-heard voices too, like Iphigenia, like Electra. There are a lot of female voices. You hear a lot about these characters, but they have no, no own voice, and we are very interested to combine this, all these stories and perspectives, normally non-heard. So uh, in, in detail, we see four different um, principles of women, women's side and, and, and uh, uh, women in the story. That is uh, Iphigenia, that's, she is um, the kind of, of victim of uh, a male society. And uh, Electra, she is not, not appearing in the first part, but we consider um, bringing her on stage. Uh, and Clytemnestra as the woman who is going to act uh, personally and politically. Uh, and Cassandra, she's the one that has the, um, uh, the view and the voice for the future. She talks, she sees, she has an uh, uh, utopian view, but she is not able to, um, to fulfill it. And so on these different attitudes we want to work on. It's really interesting hearing about Cassandra as a character who has a, a utopian mm -hmm. view. Um, we, we read the play together yesterday, mm -hmm. um, which was a, a really enjoyable and quite powerful experience, I found. But hearing, hearing the character of Cassandra speak and, and reading uh, reading along in English, uh, because it was uh, Yasmina who was reading it in Macedonian. Yeah, yeah. I just want to add something that was very, um, uh, very um, good to m for me to hear it again, especially when when Yasmina talked uh, the part of Cassandra in the Macedonian language, mm -hmm. because I learned out of it how deeply emotional this text is. And this was coming not to understand the language clearly, and I also, I also liked it a lot that we, that we read the part one, the Agamemnon, in different languages. This, this, this really culture clash that, that, is, that was in this uh, exper experiment. Yeah, and, and um, what I really like, not only in the first part, but in these three parts and connected to the Satyr play, that it is a kind of Lehrstück that it is something that Aeschylus created with a real uh, cultural and political goal somehow for, for society. He wanted to develop uh, theater as, a, as an instrument to go into political reality and to change something for, for the world he was living in. Yeah, it, and again, there's something about, there's a, because of course I've mostly been looking at the, the third part, which in lots of ways is a, a celebration of, of the democracy that for Aeschylus was where he's like, and not uh, celebrating not necessarily the, as it's as a, a radical and progressive tradition, but almost as a conservative tradition that this is, we've hit this point in our political development and we want to celebrate that this is where we are and, and this is what we've achieved. So again, you know, one of, one of the great joys of this project, I think, is that we're, we're seeing the same thematics but from slightly different 
perspectives. Because I, I, I agree that he's, in, in the writing, there is a celebration of this idea of democracy and what, what we, what Aeschylus means by democracy in his period. But I guess then there are also challenges to, and limits to that democracy as well. Democracy is such a big word. Yes. Yeah. I, that's so, that take it takes so difficult because what you are thinking, what is democracy, what I am thinking, or you, or what Aeschylus said, what is democracy for him, and I think that's very interesting if mm. we collaborate in a way and we have young and elder people, performer and um, citizens we can integrate in, in this questioning. What do you think about democracy? What is it? Because for me it's very, very difficult to have only one word mm. and there's a whole world behind this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but this is very interesting because of this of this this principle and first thought of what could democracy be. This is what is really uh, uh, very as an example shown in the Oristia because it was the decision that that not only one person is taking a, a, a decision and says this is the way we are we are going, we are thinking, we are working in our community, because he really, he really combines this, this diversity, this diverse opinions to coming to one conclusion, and that, that different opinions can exist together. But then it's more, I mean, I normally would use justice yeah, as a word. Is, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a way um, to find justice and equality. And democracy is, I think, much bigger. This is, this than is very this. important. I yes, yeah. I mean, yes, justice. Yeah. Because yeah. we all know Aristotle, he, he wrote something about the utopian um, democracy, and we all know women were not allowed to be part of it. Mm -hmm. Yes, I mean, It's in, a, a very in a way, if we go back yeah. in, in to 5,000 years back, and same time we try to find utopian ideas to strengthen democracy, to request democracy, what it is. Because in a way, for me, it's the most problematic thing that often we don't know what we mean if we talk about democracy. Mostly, I feel people talk about politics, And it's only one part of democracy. Mm. As we said, the furies and the female voices and um, gender equality and all the questions that are much more close to democracy than only political systems or anything else. Yeah. So this might be too large a question to answer today. And if almost if we could answer it, then why would we spend three years making theater about it? But let's challenge ourselves, because it's a Sunday morning. Um, for both of you, what does the word democracy mean? Um, democracy, to me, means uh, that uh, a society or systems or all the smaller institutions that um, stick to a society, um, that that the decisions are made in these kind of communities, that they stick to a value system, 
And one of the most important values to me is the freedom of personal and political speech. And also uh, to stick to the values of um, the human rights that consider each person um, um, of whatever nationality or whatever gender, um, that it has economical, social, and cultural rights. Um, but it means also that, uh, that uh, to, to see and to, 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 to believe in the, in the um, connection of democratic values and education. And this is the most important um, thing to me that, uh, that we have to recognize that, that uh, to live in a democr democracy, that it uh, really has to, um, um, to, to give a very, um, how do you say, a, a very much concentration on educational systems because democracy attitudes have to be learned and hosted in society. And, and what is another, um, what defines democracy is um, the lack of democracy. So it's this, the lack of democracy we, we see in so many countries of the world at the moment. Yeah, and this on the other hand, makes it so much worth to think about and to ask the questions, what is democracy? And it sounds to me like you're almost saying that it's something that you can, it's much easier to determine an absence of democracy yes. than it is to see yeah. democracy yeah. in action. Yeah. 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 That's really, that's really mm. compelling, thank you. The interesting thing is, yes, I think so, the absence, but if I would um, say we are the, democracy, then it would mean it is the absence of us in democracy. That means who is responsible for democratic principles? We are responsible because who is um, setting the values? Who is saying what is education, how is education, um, what is equality and all the big words? We should do it. That means we have a lack of debate, possibly, a deep debate to take time to talk. And I think we need a very, very long time, like we do. I mean, we are talking since more than two years about our project, and that's good. That's very good because we go deeper and deeper and deeper in questioning what we are um, interested in and how could be the structure to, to work in, in that part. And I think democracy needs time, and that's a bit the question, um, because we all think, okay, this, the world is so global and it's so fast, and I have to check my emails in the morning, and later, two hours later, again and again, and where's the time to talk about democracy? And what does it mean to do like, to do an election and to really to feel responsible, like you have this, this, this experience now, what does it mean if I decide or elect that 
I go out from AU? What does it mean? I mean, the question is how to learn these democratic principles. That's a, that's the most in, in interesting question for me because I'm not alone responsible. That's clear. That's too, too easy to say. Okay, yes, we have a climate change, and, but possibly you shouldn't fly to London. Possibly you should do it Skype. Um, it's better for the climate. The climate is very urgent. We have to take care of it. But what I mean is, I'm not a single person, and I can do say, okay, I want to have democracy. I can only start with democracy if. I start to talk with you and possibly with you, and that means we are self-responsible. Nobody will come and say, okay, we will, we will do it more, a better democratic way if we don't start with this, I think. Yeah. Because I think we are in the center. The interesting thing is um, the civil society is in center and decides the values and all the other things, I think, are around. Because we have to push forward the politics, we have to push forward economic questions, we have to push forward climate questions. Um, nobody will do it for us. Yeah, I think it, it's really inspiring, actually, to, to hear that at a time politically in, here in the UK. As, as you know, we're, we're going through this time of what we thought would be a time of change, but actually, seems to be a time of almost stasis and paralysis, that the political system feels very, um, almost, it, it's not functioning. You know, I, um, it's marathon day and I was walking along the marathon route this morning and uh, outside the station that I got to come here, there was a, a lady who was holding a sign to cheer on the runners and, um, and the sign said, you are running better than the government. Uh, <laughs> and like, I guess, we feel, a lot of us, I think, here, maybe it's just me, um, I should speak for myself, really, but I, I sort of feel like politically, on the, on the larger political scale, there's almost, it feels like there's nothing that we can do. I want to add something mm -hmm. to the, um, what, uh, 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 what, what is uh, one, um, for, uh, one main also tool for democracy, because I think that it is um, uh, to listen, and communication, because what for what the Oresteia is a real good uh, Lehrstück, example or parable, that is this dialogue between the protagonist, whatever the protagonist is. I mean, it was it was um, um, it was only man in the in the original play, but they have had the masks. <laughs> um, uh, the dialogue between the chorus and the protagonist. And so this dialogue, the, the chorus, it stands for me for the not only uh, in in not only for the voting, but also for the real um, finding uh, a, an attitude. And 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 um, the question is, what is the chorus nowadays? And how can it come to a, to a to a voice? I mean, as you mentioned, it, it, it's demonstrations or, or community talks mm -hmm. uh, or smaller groups that, that try to find solutions. Uh, uh, and, and I think this, this point of uh, this um, attitude of to listen what the other person or the other group is really 
saying or tries to communicate. This is a very important um, thing we have to learn again. And, and it's more complicated because we are in this, in this multi-global and digitally as in the digitalisierten Welt. So, yes, so. there is a very nice, a very short sen sentence, debate, de-hate. And that's a combination. If I listen to you and we talk together and I try not to say, no, 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 your perspective, your opinion is wrong. It's wrong and it's, it's not, it's, it's, I can't go any anyhow, anywhere, if I always think my opinion is the best one and mm. I'm not really interested. But to come, that I would really confirm that, that's, that's a new way. In, in German it, it's Streitskultur, so the culture of a debate, we really need to step one, one step back to say, okay, a debate is not, I have an opinion, you have an opinion, ciao. It's more, I have to listen to you and you listen to me and possibly we need more time and then something can change. How do you feel that expresses itself in your artistic and creative practice? I mean, it's something like in the artistic field, it's we are a directing team. We don't have a director and then some actors. It's a directing team and of course everyone has a special responsibility in the team, but um, we create together and we talk together to find um, a main interest together. And it's also for the performer. If, as we say, the performer is not a character, the performer can jump in and out in different perspectives of all the characters we have in the performance. And that makes something shifting because then you jump into Clytemnestra and you jump out and you go to Agamemnon, then something is shifting in your perspectives. And something in that is more collectively to look together to a special, very old theater piece and to try to, to follow this story or to rebuild and, or to question the stories and not to know in the beginning how will um, finally look the performance like, don't know, um, to, to, to open up process more than I have an individual idea yeah. how to create and all the other ones have to follow. Mm. Yeah, it's less of a kind of linear structure, isn't it? It sounds that the idea develops and obviously you as the directing team start to build that idea up, but then it's changed through dialogue with, with everybody involved in the project. Mm. I mean, to me, it, it, it's a deep trust. It's from the beginning of my, my uh, theatre work that I, I, I have a deep trust in the artistic autonomy of, of human beings that work with art. And to to keep this alive, the autonomy and and uh, also the expertise that people bring together, and and I, I always believe that to to give the the free space for this, that that artists can 
work together and bring in their whole artistic complexity. And from this to develop, um, to, from this to develop a layer or a form uh, or a content. And that, that this is more, um, of course there exists in the, we, we, we all know that in the past there exists this Meisterwerke that, that, um, that one person is that genius that you it means has. male genius? The, I mean the male genius, but I mean it, yes, of course. And I also know that it is... Yes, I mean, uh, there is this quote, the theater can't be democratic. And that's, I mean, we all know that sentence because of someone has to decide finally. Mm. And who is someone? It's, it's the male genius. It's the male genius, and, yes, that um, we worked yeah, in the last... Yeah. Uh, I really, I think we have more this, this idea to work in a, in a fi queer philosophy, that we don't, it's not mm. that we say, okay, we want to have a female team. That's not the thing, it's more that queer thinking means um, to integrate all different um, genders, for instance, all, and, but queer is like to integrate also all ways of thinking, all ways of experts, um, and that's the way. I mean that that uh, I don't know how it is in in Great Britain, but the German theatre sy systems that include, of course, Austria, Switzerland, and uh, and Germany, the the institutions are are um, they are very hierarchic, uh, and and it's very difficult to change these systems, uh, and on in many in many parts of, of, of the German theater, there is a development that tries to change the system because there is a big, a big uh, group of, of, um, of, of people and theater workers or art workers that want to, to have this changed. Yeah. So what does the, the sort of the utopian dream of a German theater system look like? Mm, this is a difficult question because because it's uh, there is not to find any answer because there are examples, uh, for instance, in in Sweden, Denmark, or in the northern parts where where there where there is a kind uh, this 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 try out to find a, somehow a hybrid <laughs> uh, uh, institutions for institutional theatre and free production scene and to find new forms. New production forms in the theatre, and and I think there are uh, there are lucky um, developments uh, in in some countries, but um, I actually I, I don't know it because it's in in Germany it's a, a big process that's going on at the moment. I think we have the same here, where yeah. the my understanding is that the, the sense of hierarchy is a, a little different, um, which isn't to say that those hierarchies don't exist, but mm. more that the, historically, I'd say that contemporary theatre in the UK has been considered very much like a, a sub-branch of literature, you know, which maybe goes back to the cult of Shakespeare and, and everything else. So, you, you know, there's still very much this sense that, you know, theatre in general is there is a playwright and the playwright writes the play and the director then autocratically serves the vision of the play and the actors are there to speak the lines. And 
And a lot of that, I think, for us comes from time. I, that one of the big differences, I think, in the, in the way that, that we work, and one of the reasons I find processes like the one we're on with the Chorus Project so exciting is that, in general, we give ourselves very little time to work. You know, the, you rehearse a, a play in four weeks, if you're lucky, then you're into a production week, and so before you even go into rehearsal, the design has been set, you know, you know what it's going to look like, and there's a very real extent to which you have to just sort of deliver uh, in rapid order. In that amount of time, you almost don't have the chance to experiment and explore with the form of the work, certainly, which I guess is one reason why, yeah, more time is sort of our biggest, our biggest question. Yeah, this is one, and and there are. I mean, there in Germany, there is a movement that is called burning in issues, burning issues, mm -hmm. uh, and that uh, mostly deals with uh, the circumstances of of uh, artwork for uh, for men and women, mm -hmm. and uh, and just for instance to have uh, um, equal payment for yeah. for oh, equal yeah. work for right. men and men and women, and in the German system, it's. Uh, uh, they're a woman, they earn thousand euro less than men if they do the same work in, <laughs> in months. In the yeah. months. There's yeah. really yeah. a pay yeah. gap. There wow. is really yeah. a super pay gap. Mm. Um, um, and also the, um, how do you say, the Verteilung, the division uh, of, of uh, budget. Uh, budget. Uh, or budget. Uh, yeah. or, or for instance, how many directors, uh, women directors or men directors are in the theater? And it mm. is, this is really uh, incredible, an incredible gap. <clears throat> or also authors. And it's, it's, it's the way of, of uh, that there is equality, also gender equality, of course. But of course, I mean, what you say is you need more time. I mean, it's so, I mean, the freedom of art includes to have the time to fail. And Beckett said, fail again, fail better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we need this experience. And that's, I mean, in a way, um, there's closing a circle with this dem dem democracy question. Mm -hmm. It's not something to say, okay, yes, democracy, it's, uh, yes, it doesn't work, and let's do something new. No, you have, we have to fail, and we fail, and we have to do it again, and possibly we fail again, but we can do it better only if we get the time to think about, to talk about, to start again. And it's, in a way, it's the same like art. You need time to try. Yeah, but this and you need trust. You need, yeah, yeah. And, and this is the, I mean, there we come back to the ancient uh, meaning of theater. What is theater? Is it a space where political discussions, it is a political space mm. where discussions can take place or it is a place where entertainment has to, uh, where the, the audience has to be entertained mm. and where the curtain has to rise and where you have this dynamic of movement and to bring joy to the masses this is the this is the how do you understand do you do you understand theater as a political uh, instrument mm. uh, and which i would prefer uh, yeah 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 and I, I i would agree and i also wonder why is it that we feel that it can only be one or other of those things that it of course, of course you know <clears throat> it, it's it's both moment minute by minute moment 
another. Yeah, but the question is, at the moment, uh, mm. at the moment, w the situation we have now in Europe, when the really the de democracy is in danger, uh, what we need more, what we need the theater more yeah. to 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 cover to cover the fear, or to work with the fear of the people to make it constructive, mm. and this chance has theater. Work with the fear of yeah. the people to make yeah. it constructive. Yeah. That feels like a a nice way to, to close the circle for for now. And um, I think we're going to continue. I hope many of these conversations over the next eighteen months. But um, Angelica, Katia, thank you both very much indeed. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Chorus Project podcast with Angelica Fink and Katia Kettner. The podcast is presented and produced by me, Tom Mansfield, for Upstart Theatre as part of The Chorus Project. The Chorus Project is part-funded by the Creative Europe Programme of the European Union and is supported in the UK by the Unity Theatre Trust. You can find out more about The Chorus Project at www.upstart-theatre.co.uk. Thanks for listening. See you again soon.